guys, welcome to our Christian viewing experience. I'm Noah Wilder. I'm Elias Chavez. And we're here to talk about any story or media or anything that we find and what message we think. And uh, today we're talking about um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Onward. I'm talking about Onward. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> okay. But first, uh, Elias, how was your week? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I, uh, what did I do? Um, I always forget everything you do as yeah, soon as I ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I didn't get up to too much because um, the weather's starting to get a little colder. So I didn't get out as much this week. So there wasn't like any hiking or anything like that. I just, I just kind of had a chill week. Um, I was going to go up to Lexington mm-hmm. um, on Monday, but my plans ended up getting canceled. So instead it was just a, a chill night with the bros. Um, so yeah, no, nothing, nothing too wild. Actually, since this is going to be published after this happens, um, I'll I, I'll say this. Um, so tonight, the night. That hopefully, we're... congratulations. Yes, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, congratulations. Uh, my my good buddy is proposing to his girlfriend um, tonight, Gross. and so <laughs> yuck. Um, love. Without my blessing, right, dude? Like, anyway. jerk move. I, <laughs> Uh, and he wants me to be his best man. Like, come on. What? <laughs> you, did, you did text me about this, and you were like, I'm in the running. Like, I'm in the running. Yeah, so yeah. I better be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it's between me and one other guy, and the other guy is like, I want to be the godfather. <laughs> so it's looking like he'll, he might be the godfather, and I'll be the best man. But anyway. Well, you know, you can just have two best men. What? Yeah. I've been to like three weddings now that had more than one best man. <laughs> We don't we don't do things like that <laughs> on, the, on this half of the county line. Um, but no, I uh, yeah it's it yeah so um, so congratulations to to Michael and Alara. Kudos to you guys. Uh, yeah, you maybe did it. You potentially, most likely, probably did it. He uh, currently it's it's almost two. So they're walking through Cherokee right now. So they've got like a special spot in Cherokee, and so uh, they were like, he was telling me the, his plan. He's like, so we're gonna walk through Cherokee, and I'm gonna fake her out. Um, so we're, we're gonna, gonna go, tie my shoe. Yeah, right, right. We're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go through Cherokee, and, and um, like Alara, and then tie her shoe, and then just get up. <laughs> So what have you been up to? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Sorry, I, I got distracted by my shoe nah, for a second. Yeah, in a, in like a full like, and then like four three steps suit, and then like four steps later he does. He, you know, like, he gets down on one. Not knee. even a full minute later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she's like still walking on, like hasn't turned around yet. Like, oh, oh, Michael. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got like a special spot in Cherokee. So he's like, we're gonna walk through Cherokee. We're gonna we're gonna like go through our special spot. She's gonna think it's gonna happen. And I'm not gonna do it. And then we're gonna go back through Cherokee later, and then I'm, then I'm gonna do it. Okay. Like, dude, you're evil. And he was like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I kind of I didn't think about doing this, but I want someone I know. Yeah. To like fake out <laughs> a, their fiance and have like a box yeah. that they like they're clearly like showing, mm-hmm. and then they get down on one knee and like open up the box and it's like gum or something it's like, <laughs> like, it's like, like already chewed up <laughs> it's like ballpark chew and he's just like <laughs> just sticks in his mouth on one knee but it's in like this fancy jewelry box. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you say this, and I'm glad that I'm the one here, because out of out of your friends, I think I'm pretty high up on the list of people who would do something like that. Because I I I'm not even like dating anyone right now. But, you like, pull I, out. I have considered. We were just talking about sour candy. You pull out a warhead, and you're just like, finally, <laughs> yes, <laughs> more early two thousands candy, please. <laughs> Less health regulations, please. <laughs> anyway. um, but yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. But like, some I believe like those candies like did have a warning on them. They did because they were like actually potentially dangerous yeah, to someone you, who couldn't handle the. Yeah, the, if you ate too many level. of them, like your tongue could start like burning. <laughs> I know this personally. <laughs> I love sour candy, dude, so much. Anyway. <laughs> My so, week. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I actually got to work on some work this <gasps> week for my new job. I can't tell you about any of it. Yeah. But, I mean, all of it's pretty different. Um, so, it's it's not very repetitive at all. So Sweat. I'm enjoying Sweat. it. Sweat. Okay. My issue is mm-hmm. I don't have to start by any particular time. Oh, so it's difficult to get the motivation? Kind of. But I do have to work eight hours in a day. Yeah, and it's not—it's not—it's a little casual, but it's—it's it's not because it's tracked down to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like my wife, her work is tracked by the hour. Oh, so she can like screw around for twenty minutes, like go get food, do whatever, and still have worked forty minutes and not feel bad about saying, "Hey, this hour I was working on this." Yeah. But if I like have to go to the bathroom and then get myself something to eat. Yeah. And and then something else happened. Like and then I talked to Sarah Beth for a little while and it's been twenty minutes. I'm like, Oh, I just lost one of my like tracking things. Yeah. So I have to make up for that now. Yeah. <laughs> and so in order to get eight hours in the workday, it usually takes like nine or nine and a half hours oh, to get it. Okay. Because I'll just like go talk to Sarah Beth or like someone will call me and I can't really call it work because I'm just talking to them and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway. Point is, I don't have to work at start work at a particular time, but 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 to, you're like before two PM yeah. preferably. <laughs> yeah, but to get done at a reasonable hour I have to start at eight. Yeah. And that has not happened. <laughs> sure. I have been starting at nine, nine thirty, which is fine, but that means I'm done at six, seven, seven o'clock, and yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. That understandable. And Sarah Beth doesn't have to start till ten because that's when her meeting is, yeah. like her first weekly or daily meeting. Yeah. And so she just wakes up right before ten, and she gets her work done, and she's fine. Mm-hmm. And she what has to work till six. Yeah. But she usually doesn't. But like her her job doesn't care yeah because she they track by the hour so as long as most of each hour you're working on something it's fine yeah um i don't get that i don't get <laughs> and sarah beth doesn't understand that yeah <laughs> she's like oh yeah we can talk about like refinancing the house right for like 30 minutes and i'm like please no <laughs> please wait <laughs> stop <laughs> stop <laughs> Not that we actually, we're not talking about that. I was just... That is an example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But aside from my job, this week I almost got nothing done. But I did. Okay. I did start on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I am about a fifth of the way through the book, page-wise. But I'm like an eighth of the way through the step numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I'm on step 106 right now. And there's like... 
No, I'm more like a twelfth of the way. It's there's like twelve hundred steps. Yeah. Even though I'm a fifth of the way through the book, and right now all the steps are like, oh, get eight different Legos and put them together in this way. It's not like, oh, okay, just insert this Lego and then do this one. That's one step. Yeah. It's like, okay, build this contraption, attach it to this other thing. Yeah. That's one step. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it's gonna yeah. take some time. Yeah. It does not look like a million Falcon right now. No, it it honestly looks more like a Pac-Man ghost. <laughs> And has about the structural integrity of one. No, that's the, uh, that, what I'm building right now yeah. is, like, the frame that the whole thing's yeah. going to be built around. So yeah. it's, like, super strong. Yeah. And that's why there's so many steps is because it's, like, okay, put that Lego on top of that. And now, like, use these pieces to, like. <laughs> and now bolt this piece and go get a screwdriver. <laughs> exactly. Do you have a hot glue gun on you? You should go get one. Like. <laughs> Here's this. <laughs> We sold some Lego glue here. Let's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, usually you just put a Lego on top. Now you put a Lego on top, and every Lego has holes you have to shove the like the Lego bolts through and stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. But at this point, it's like um, it's like it's like craggle, you know, yeah. <laughs> like from the Lego movie. Like, do you need, do you need some craggle? We get some craggle. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I started on that, and um, this is would be exciting news to you. I beat my first Metroid boss. Yes! It, it was, took me like 20 tries. It was, it was the big green lizard? What? Was it like a big green... I'm just asking, like, did you beat your first Metroid boss? I was just... It was like a big green lizard with no eyes, way too many teeth, and like a scorpion tail. Yeah. That can old, turn invisible. Big old belly? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think it was a Metroid. No, 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 it wasn't. I, I was trying to figure out if it was Kraid. But anyway. Um, no, no, it wasn't. I can't remember the name of it. But I beat my first Metroid boss. What was your first Metroid boss? And you got it a, was way harder. A sweet power-up afterwards? Yeah, I can turn invisible now. <gasps> That's a sweet power-up. So now the, the Emmys can't, they can't see me. If you're standing still. Right. No, actually, still, it, it still, still works. They good. Yes. It still works if you're moving, but... Uh -huh. You can't make a noise, yeah. Okay, anyway, and I defeated another Emmy. Oh! Because, okay, you, I play, made you play this a week ago. Yeah. And you missed this, like, you thought you explored the whole Emmy area, right? Yeah, except for, like, there, there's, like, the top left corner or something that I couldn't get Maybe to. It, no, it wasn't in that section, but there's, a, okay. there's an area where you can go to, like, a mini-boss area. Yeah. And you're fighting the con central control control unit for the Emmys. Yeah. And so once you kill that, that's how you get your Omega Beam back and are able to kill the Emmy. Uh, and then the Emmy area is just a normal area. Sure. And you get a power-up from the Emmy, too. <gasps> and the Emmy, that, the white one, because mm -hmm. they're all different colors, apparently. <clears throat> the first one uh, gives you magnetic, like you can climb on walls and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're... I haven't. I have found like the exit of the area, but I haven't. When you go to the map, I have not explored the whole area. So you're still doing some some running around. So I'm still trying to see if Fill I can, and I don't think I can until yeah. I go get different power ups because some of the area is like, oh, this is a cold section, and you die if you go in here. Yep. And this one is like molten lava, so you can't go in there yet. Yep. Anyway. That various suit. Um. But yeah. Okay. Sweet. 
Alright, well, that's... Alright, it took it took way too long to kill kill the first boss, is all I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I... It is no secret, I, I love Metroid. I love Metroid so much. But, um, but anyways, oh, with, with that. You know how I told you a few weeks ago, whenever I bring up any... Nintendo, Nintendo pro- property, yeah. like, oh man, I love that. Dude, yeah. Or no, like semi-Nintendo yeah, property. Yeah, you like, texted me the other like, day, and you were like, hey, do you ever play the Ace Attorney games? And I'm like, dude, you would love those games, they're awesome. <laughs> they're not solely Nintendo, but they're like... They're Capcom. They're yeah. Capcom, and Nintendo partners with them a lot, just yeah. like Sonic. Yeah. You can play him on the PS4 if you wanted, but like... <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> but like... Sega and Nintendo are buddies, though. <laughs> They're buddies. Why would you do that straight, to the buddies? Straight up, ch- you won't split up the They're boys. Chums. You don't want to split up the boys. All right, so like anything like that, where it's yeah. like okay, but the like the company that made it is like they're friends with Nintendo and it's very obvious. Yeah. You can play their game on something else, but you should play it on Nintendo. <laughs> You're just like, oh my gosh, I love it, Sonic. <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, anyway. a, there's a very famous since we're talking about Sonic, I'll, I'll, I'll make this story very brief. But there's a very, very bad Sonic game okay. called Sonic the Hedgehog, released in 2006. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like a story-driven, like 3D platformer. Um, it's like the glitchiest game ever made. It's it's really really bad. I don't think Sonic ever translates to 3D well. No, no. Um, <laughs> Am I correct, or <laughs> you're you're very close to accurate. It's very um, difficult. Yeah, there's only like one or two, and I mean it's funny because like people get upset with this, and so there's like a ton of like fan games that are like 3D Sonic games that are like awesome. Yeah. Um, but like Sega just can't nail it. Anyway, point is, um, in the so like you're saying, Nintendo and Sonic, they're like total homies, right? Yeah. This game was released on like the. I think it was like the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 or whatever at the time, did not ever hit the Wii. (laughs) It it never, it was a very, very bad Sonic game and it was never released on anything Nintendo related. They were like, we we don't want those ones. You you can keep that. I know we're friends, but like, we're not that good. We're not that close. I'm not, we're not doing that. I'm not going to try and figure out motion controls for this thing. Right. (laughs) Right. That would have been an unholy nightmare. I, would have loved it. <laughs> you would have played the whole thing. Oh, dude, several I, times. I love bad games. <laughs> I, I love games like good and bad. Like it's just oh my gosh, dude. I you love the idea that someone tried. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody spent like hour, like many like, like years of development time. Like a three D platformer mm-hmm. that l- doesn't look like trash. Like takes yeah. A lot of people oh, and a lot gosh. of time to yes. make. So much, so and, much effort. And no one was like, maybe, maybe let's not do this. Yeah, because here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Because there's like, like you'll hear all the time about like Like movies. some animator like works like in incredible detail on mm-hmm. like Sonic's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. feet and he stuff. He looks amazing. For like, that was his it's whole a, job it's a very for two game. years. Yes. And you're like... But this is trash, it's though. It's so bad. No, because, like, the thing that bugs me is that you'll hear about a game and you'll get so excited for it, and you're like, okay, you know, it's coming out this time, and then it gets canceled at the last second. It's like, oh, we are, you know, and the studio's like, yeah, we already pumped, you know, $6.8 million into it or whatever. We, we just we just couldn't, 
you know, it just wasn't meeting our vision. But then something like that comes out, <laughs> and like some, and it's like sometimes when you press the jump button, you go through the floor. It's bad. You just choked on <laughs> It's bad. There's like. At some point in the game, like you start getting these like power ups for Sonic, like yeah. little rings that you can throw and they it's do like, different stuff. It's like the beta version of a game. Yes, or like and, the, and there's this bar the at the gamma bottom. version yes. of a game. It, it's got this bar on like the bottom corner of the screen that's like supposed to track like your like basically your MP, like how much you can use these abilities, and it's just not programmed right. It does not drain. It never go. It, but the bar is there the whole game, <laughs> but it never once does anything. It's just it's just bad. It's just it's. Just yeah, so. so it's like like a presentation of a game like, hey, we still got to get these kinks out. Yes! But you can see the potential here, and then they just released it. And then they just released it! <laughs> and it's so weird. I mean, maybe, I mean, like I said, this like was Like, you show this to investors oh to be gosh. like, okay, yeah, we're still working on this. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to... You mm -hmm. can tell what it's going to be, right? And then it was released. <laughs> the investor yeah. was like, oh, it's going to be great. We need this release tomorrow. <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> and he was like, I'll pay the shipping fees. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just like... So anyway, the point is you love anything <sighs> Nintendo property or Nintendo adjacent property. I, I love... And I just, so when I, I texted you, games. I was expecting you to say... Oh, I, oh my gosh, I love Ace Attorney. I do, <laughs> I do. I do love Ace Attorney. Where I was expecting that answer, and you were very in character. You were very in character. Yeah, hey, I mean, you, you played me like a fiddle there, buddy. <laughs> no, I've just, I've been watching a few videos about, like, surprise twists or whatever in games. Oh, yeah. Or, like, convoluted plots or whatever. Yes. And Ace Attorney's coming up a lot. Yeah. So I'm like... I mean, it kind of seems fun, though. It's, it's kind of the best. Because we got that... We we both downloaded it, but that Earthworms game or yeah. whatever, where it's, it's just like a nice little point-and-click adventure, mm -hmm. and you like put together some... It was some, one cent. Yep, yep, yep. And it was one cent. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like that, but like better. <laughs> but, like, you actually got to figure stuff out. Yeah, it's so like... So just randomly click stuff. Yeah, it's like a game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Let's get into it. Yeah, let's, let's let's jump in. Who's going first today? Uh, you can go first. I'm trusting you. Oh, you can do this. You believe in me? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, well, should I leave? Should I leave? Here, I need I need a moment with the audience. Um, <laughs> Guys, okay. this isn't gonna be good, but I just need you to act oh, like no. you like it. <laughs> Clap. Please, <laughs> yeah. I forget who it is, but there's a there's like, a comment, and subscribe. Please clap. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever sent you that video, but anyway. Um, but yes, onward. I'm gonna talk about the movie Onward. Um, right. Disney Plus. Watch it. It's on. If you haven't already. <laughs> Watch Disney Plus. Yep. There you Sponsored go. by Disney. Please I wish. Send us money. <laughs> uh, we will only talk about Disney movies until. <laughs> Yeah, but th at that point, no. Disney would be in a weird position where they're sponsoring like a explicitly religious. <laughs> anyway, they, I mean, they don't have a problem with that in China. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, on that, that was love you, China. Love you, China. Don't don't kill us. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our like what one or two Chinese listeners. <laughs> 
<laughs> whenever, whatever I almost said Spotify. Whenever, whenever uh, Anchor sends us our info, yeah, and they're just like, "Hey, don't worry, guys." Hey, someone in Zimbabwe is listening, and we're like, "What? Cool. <laughs> Why?" Um, anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so onward. Um, for those of you, we have talked about onward before. Noah specifically talked about onward before. I like my presentation on onward. You, you too. I, I think it. I think it fits very well with the movie, and I, I didn't really have to, like, finagle. I didn't have to, like, say, like, uh, yeah, this person represents Jesus, but, like, it, I, I know he, like, killed people, but, like, <laughs> I don't have to do none of that. Uh, it's, it it yeah, fits it's, very well. It fits very well. I, myself, have a presentation that I feel fits very well. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar with the plot, um, I'll, I'll just lay it on you real quick. Basically... Uh, the movie starts. It's a Disney movie, so don't worry. Somebody's dead. It's a Pixar movie. It's a P- Disney Pixar. Isn't it Disney and Pixar? Isn't basically the dad is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was trying to get at here. Um, so single mom is raising her two sons: the older son Barley and the younger son Ian. <laughs> um, and so it yeah. matches their like personalities. Matches well. their personalities very. One's well. like. Oh. <laughs> My name's Barley. <laughs> sure thing, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, the dad is dead, and through a series of potentially fortunate events, um, or I guess I should say, it, imagine like the modern world, like exactly as it is, but like you know, like centaurs and elves. <laughs> Some of it. It's just people yeah. and animals, but. They're just replaced with fantasy ones, but like, yeah. they, there's nothing special there's about no, the yeah. fact that they're fantasy. Yeah, there's no uh, like species or anything. No, no, nothing at all. For some reason, a centaur is dating an elf. Yes, I just want to understand. Which does that mean that at some point a person dated a horse? Yeah, like, I or does that mean centaurs have always like, existed are... separate from both horses yeah. and people? Which I find more confusing. <laughs> I think horses existed at some point. <laughs> mm. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, fantasy world. So magic exists, but magic has been like so long gone that um, at this point people are like, does magic exist? Are we sure that magic exists? Um, and uh, so Barley um, was old enough that he still remembers... The dad. Um, he still remembers his dad. He had that connection with him, and his dad was like a big, big fantasy guy, and so they play fantasy games all the time, and they talk about, about magic and stuff, and um, Ian never met his dad. Ian, like, his dad passed away before he was born, so Ian doesn't really remember his daddy doesn't have that connection with him. So he has this like sense of longing, which this is all stuff that Noah has talked about. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> so I want to jump into the adventure itself. Um, so Ian, in, um, in this, he has to learn because whereas Barley, had, like he grew up with his father figure and so he has all these lessons that his father passed down to him and he, you know, holds to them like his personal Bible, basically. Um, but he, he holds on to all this, and so he has all these memories. And throughout the course of the journey, he 
kind of fills in his father role and he starts teaching Ian. So um, the thing I want to talk about, Barley has no magical talent. <laughs> um, right. Ian, however, was born with this gift. Um, he also gets their father's old magic staff, and so he's able to cast magic spells. <laughs> the biggest lesson that Barley ends up passing down to Ian, though, is that something that like we as Christians need to find comfort in, um, I think, and it's basically that a blind faith isn't always an unfounded faith. Ian is a very, very uh, literal, I guess would probably be the best word for it, um, but he's, he's, he's not very fantasy-minded. You know, all yeah. this like stuff that Barley can just like, oh, of course, the magic book said it. So, of course, it's this way. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where they're driving and like Ian is just like, hey, we can stay on the highway. And Barley's like, oh, wait, no. Secret magic path. He's got- like, if it's an obvious path, it's not the right one. Yep. And Ian's like, that seems like a dumb rule. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that, honestly, <laughs> that exemplifies their personalities to a T. Ian <laughs> is like, there's a path that has been beaten. It is beaten for a reason. It is safe. It is comfortable. It is easy. That is what we're sticking with. And Barley is the adventurer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so now compounding off that scene eventually we get to this point where in their journey so they they go on they eventually they jump on this road that you know is not the obvious path it's not the easy path um but they get on it and so they're following this this what barley is convinced is this magic road and they get to this bridge okay and this is the scene that i really want to focus on because i think that this focuses a lot on like what where we should be as christians um but they get to this 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 giant chasm this Mario-esque bottomless pit. Like, it's, it's, there's no, if you fall, you are dead. There's no salvation. Yeah, it's a um, weird world where bottomless pits exist yep. and everyone just accepts that. Yep. But Ian's also like, magic? I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, how do you expect a bottomless pit to, like, function, function. Yes. without some kind of magic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. There there you go. There you go. Um, so, uh, Barley and Ian, they go diving through the magic spell book, and they find this thing, this spell that creates a bridge. Um, but it's an invisible bridge. Yeah. The spell is uh, Bridgegar Invisia. I don't know why I remember that, but I'm there you go. kind of scared. <laughs> um, I use it all the time. Yeah, so he, so he casts his... his Bridgegar! <laughs> Invisia! No, nothing that epic. That would be awesome, though. Um, like, the spells don't work unless you, like, <laughs> scream them. Um, but yeah, so so he he ends up casting the spell, and when he casts the spell, they're both like, uh, so where's the bridge? And they, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but the, the, the... Spelling works yes. until you test the, it out. Yeah, the rules of the spell are basically... Uh, it, you the, have to believe the, the bridge the, yeah, is there. The bridge is only as there. real as you think it is. Um, yeah. And so Barley and has to convince Ian to step out over this bottomless pit, and he just has to have faith that he'll make it. Mm-hmm. And that is terrifying to <laughs> Ian. So they end up tying a rope around Ian, and that's his lifeline. You know, if something goes wrong, he'll fall. 
but he's got this rope tied to him, and so they can just haul him back up, and they can try again, or you know, they can they can figure something else out, or whatever. Um, I should probably I should mention this. So there there is a bridge, but they have to get to the other side to hit the lever to drop the bridge so that barley can cross. Because again, barley is not magic. Poor, poorly designed. Poorly designed. Yes, the bridge is on the other side of the bottomless pit. Why don't you go like knock the <laughs> the lever? I'm sure there are magic spells that you can cast. They we don't see any evidence of them having like MP. Like, oh man, I, I ran out of magic. I gotta take a nap. Like, no. Just... No, no, I just um, I imagine at some point that system was set up where like there's two societies, and like you one would only let the other one in if they like yeah. did something the right way, and so they're completely in charge of this bridge. Yeah. And it's not like the other people can't build a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey, it's just, it's, it's much easier to just do the cha-cha two-step and, and then cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, basically... Uh, that means the highway has to go over the bottomless pit at some point. At some point. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Barley, um, which means they still should have just taken the highway. <laughs> um, so uh, eventually the rope comes off of Ian, though. And Barley just, like, instead of telling Ian, hey, um, don't look down, you're going to die, um, he, uh, he decides to go the route of, hey, you're doing great, keep going. Yeah. Um, and so now, like, to get to the actual Christian analogy here, um, we can't see God and something that like i know that personally i've always struggled with as a christian i can't tell people about god you know like in a very real sense like i can be like hey here's all the things that he's done for me but as somebody who very believes very strongly in, in predestination there's certain people out there who even like this is the point of the podcast is to open up these gospel conversations some people it's just not going to click right they're not going to get it and it's because they just won't get it they just don't see the world in a way that allows them to understand what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yeah, and and that's like a really trying thing um, for me. Like I have a lot of close friends who it's like I I you know obviously it's not my thing to decide this and it's not my job to give up on trying. I should always present the gospel, um, but at the same time it does seem from my mortal eyes as if some of my friends are never going to be saved. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's really hard for me to accept. Um, and, you know, when I, whenever I try to present the gospel to these friends of mine who I'm like, they're just not going to be saved, um, I, they always are like, like, okay, you know, I'll like try to present something to them. And, you know, I can approach it from different angles and be like, here's like personal incidents in my life where this has happened. And they'll just be like, oh, like, that's cool, you know? Or I'll try to like bring up like scientific things. Like, I don't know, how do you explain like the red shift or the Cambrian explosion or like, you know, like, di di anyway, I'll just bring up, like, different things. Like, wh how do you explain this? How do you explain this? How do you explain this? Um, they just don't care. And they just, yeah, they just don't care or they've yeah. got another explanation or whatever. Um, and so, like, for us, again, we can't see God. We can't physically talk to God. God is not something that we can prove to other people mm -hmm. in, that in a very, like, tangible sense. I can't, like, hey, look up at the clouds. They, they spelled out like hey guys i'm here <laughs> signed it's, god it says i am i am <laughs> that would be that would be the best way <laughs> for god to reveal his presence You'd be like i'm um, specifically <laughs> yep 
I am the Christian God. <laughs> I called myself I am. Yes. <laughs> Yahweh, if you will. No, uh, that would be awesome. Like, over, like, the Sahara Desert, like, there's no one there. And he spelled, like, in, like, ancient Hebrew, in the cloud, spells out I am, I am. <laughs> and, like, the only thing that gets it is, like, a Google uh, satellite passing over. And they take a picture. But They're they like, see, oh, we can't see the ground. we got to clear that out. we got to clear <laughs> edit that out. They're like, what's, it looks like it's trying to say something. It might be spelled, eh, it's backwards because it's cloud writing. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> no one's going to understand this. Right, 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 right. Anyway. Um, anyways, <laughs> weird scenario is yeah, that. You, you can't, well, in some ways you can't. But in some ways you can, yeah. You can't just point to something and say, mm-hmm. look, that's God. That Yeah. And them not be able to deny that. Yes. Know? There are always going to be people who, who deny um, and so that, that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like I said before, a blind faith isn't an unfounded faith. Um, yeah, I have faith in God, complete, total faith in God. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's, that I, again, I have something like concrete that I can point to. You know, I can look at the Bible and be like, do you know how many prophecies <laughs> are in this book? <laughs> and the statistical chances for like, three of them to come true. Anyway. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's just like, you know, the, but at the same time, like, we we play the role of, of Ian there a lot of the times where like, you know, he, he casts the invisible bridge and we're going over it and, you know, it's just like, we're terrified because mm-hmm. of the unseen, because of the unknown. Um, and like, as Ian goes on the bridge, he builds up confidence, you know? Um, he's eventually gets to the point where he's like, you know, like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And he starts to walk more and more confidently. Um, admittedly, a lot because he still thinks he has the lifeline on him. Um, right. And so, but he keeps going, he keeps going. And it's when his, his lifeline, his thing that brings him comfort, um, like, falls off and he realizes what's going on. Um, that's, when, that's when he starts to panic and freak out again. And um, then he falls because he doesn't believe anymore. Yeah, and he manages to, to climb out of the pit, but like, because um, he, he made it just far enough. Um, and But then he's got this big old beef with his brother for, for a good chunk of the movie going forward um, because, again, his brother lied to him. He tried to put this lifeline on him and he tried to do all these things. Well, I mean, but his brother didn't lie to him. It was pretty, it's a pretty kind of like funny scene where it's like, you still got the rope right? And yeah, yeah, he's like, like, yeah, yeah, I got the rope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay, granted, granted, I guess he doesn't explicitly lie, but he doesn't say, hey, your comfort is gone. Your lifeline is no longer attached. Because he doesn't want his brother to die. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, what I I liked about this scene was... Mm -hmm. When they first try it, he falls, and then they try again, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know the worst that's going to happen is you're just going to fall a little bit, and it'll catch you, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And then they try again, and he gets his first step, mm-hmm. and he goes for his next step, and he just starts falling again. Yeah. And Ian, or sorry, Barley has to tell him, like, no, you have to believe it's there with every step you take. Yeah. And I, I don't know, that just seems... Yeah. <laughs> you get... No, 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 I yeah, just that just exact, That exact, like line yeah. is very reflective like of our lives mm-hmm. as Christians is like no you can't just 
have faith on the first step. You can't just say, I believe in God and then... You know, like get baptized and then be done with it. Yeah, you have to like take every step you take in with your life God. with faith in God and mm-hmm. his, his understanding and his control over what you should do. And like the Bible is my reasoning for my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying where... I can try and convince people of my beliefs. Yeah. But like I am also aware of me saying the Bible says so it's not going to convince them. Yeah. So I have my logical reasoning for why certain things I believe are true so that I can back up and say no this makes sense. It's mm-hmm. what apologetics is for is to for me to be able to say no logically this makes sense. Yeah. I'm not just reading a book and being stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, even though I have that logic, because it increase, it helps me believe more. <laughs> yes. And it helps me be able to explain myself to other people. Um, because it's in the Word of God is why I believe it. It doesn't. Yeah. The rest, the rest of the logic is it's great. Support. Yeah. Is great, but it's not the reason why I believe it. Yeah. And so when you try and come to someone and you say, "Here, look at all my logic." It's not that surprising that they don't believe it because it's not the reason you that's, believe yeah, it either. It's not. It's not. That's not the reason for the season. <laughs> it just isn't. Correct. Anyway, so point is mm-hmm. where we have this like lifeline of all our logic. At the end of the day, Ian still just has to believe it. Yeah. I believe the Bible is true because I believe the Bible is true and what it says is true, and I can have all this logic behind why that makes sense mm-hmm. but at the end of the day but it's that's just, not what saves him right him just believing regardless of his lifeline of logic in this rope it doesn't really matter the bridge is there because he believes not because he has the rope yeah um yeah. same idea for us and then they get to the other side mm-hmm. i think you're gonna get to this part now are you gonna Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, you were at this part. I just wanted to put it in my two cents about that one line. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, Continue. But yeah, he basically, yeah. So they, they end up getting, he ends up getting to the other side and he obviously, you know, he lowers the bridge. His brother crosses and then um, the, the rest of the movie continues from there. Um, the only other two things that I want to talk about as far as faith is concerned is just that like, um, just like how Ian ends up losing his lifeline there, um, like he, he loses that sense of comfort, um, like throughout the movie, both Barley and Ian make a very big sacrifice, um, like leading up or like before the, before the movie's over. I believe it was before, I don't remember if it was before or after the scene, but, um, but Barley, like throughout the whole movie, he has this van. Right. He's in love with this van. <laughs> I think it's before this. I want to say it's before this, but... Um, it's at... No, they're trying to get the van across the bridge. That's what it was. You're right, right. right. So, so, okay, so that, that works with the timeline then. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they uh, so they cross the bridge. Guinevere. 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 <laughs> it's all epic and painted. Falling apart. <laughs> yes, and also falling apart. Yeah, he spent a little more money on the paint job than the suspension, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we, we don't know people like that. Um, but no. Um, I know this one guy named Elias. <laughs> yo, my whip. <laughs> she loud, but she pretty. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, 
It's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, should I leave that in? I, no, dude. It's nothing. It's nothing. But she, she, she's loud. Like, like, like she's got problems. Like, okay. Like I don't know. The brake pads what? need to be checked because when you put it in reverse, it squeaks. I don't know, dude. It's just, <laughs> just continue. Anyway, I. <laughs> I was concerned uh, for a second. I don't know what you were actually saying. So. Oh, 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 yeah, like just car stuff. <clears throat> a car is called a whip. Whip. Why? <laughs> what do you? We haven't done. We haven't done our our our. our Elias uh, explains slang. Our, Elias explains slang in, in to Noah in a while. So the E E S. So, I'm glad that you remember these things. Um, but no, no, so a whip, it, it's, it, so when you take a, when you take a really hard corner. Yeah, you whip it. You whip it, and so, so at some point. Wait, okay, okay, when you whip a whip, you're whipping a whip, so if you whip a car, the car would be the whip. Yes. Got it. There you go. See. Boom. Contend. So, Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> the, the van. Um, Guinevere. <laughs> Guinevere. Um, so, uh. Barley has this scene where he's got to put his car into O for onward. <laughs> right. Um, and he puts, like, a rock on the gas pedal um, because they're being chased. Uh, basically, the cops want to, you know, bring these renegade children back to their parents. Um, or, well, parent. Um, <laughs> they're with one of their parents. Oop. Well, half. <laughs> no, he's there. I was going to say, is their half-father? <laughs> As in half of their father? Yeah, continue. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, um, Ian's trying to cast this awesome, like, fifth-tier lightning spell, and uh, it's not working. Thunder! <laughs> great. Thank you for that. I needed that. Um, but uh, like I said, he just had his, his, his faith was kind of shaken a minute ago from that bridge, and um, so he's just, he's just not believing. He's not able to do it. Um, and so Barley makes this ultimate sacrifice. This mo whole movie, he's had this van, so he, he puts Gwyneth Paltrow into O for Onward, Gosh. and he, uh, he runs her into the side of this mountain, and uh, there you go. Mountain collapses and blocks the path, and they can go. And then uh, further on, Ian finally lets go of all of his resentment um, throughout the whole movie. He's been like wanting to meet his dad so he can have this, this moment, um, but he ends up sacrificing his time with his father, um, that basically their father is like half brought back. They are on a time limit. They have to get everything done yeah, by the end I of the day. I think at the end of the movie, his top half should be there for a whole day instead of... Like, <laughs> right? So like he's, his, he's whole there yeah. for like three minutes and then it's just his top half yeah, yeah, yeah. for the next or, day. Or maybe it could like balance out and he's got like another 12 hours <laughs> of, yeah. of whole body. Um, but no, no, no. Um, but yeah, so Ian's been wanting to like have, he's got like a literal list of things with him of like stuff. Like I want to do this with my dad. 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 Um, and there's a big dragon that appears and they're fighting the dragon, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the top half of the dad shows up. And so <laughs> Barley gets to have his moment with his dad. He gets to have like this final send off with his dad before their day is over. Um, while Ian sits around and distracts the dragon to make sure that um, Barley has that moment. So he sacrifices that like biggest thing that he had been waiting for this whole time, which was to meet his father, um, which I think is like still this like beautiful exemplification of like, you know, he's, 
even at the end of the film, he still has not met his dad. He sees him at a distance, you know? Yeah. And there was never, and I mean, obviously, it's his dad. He never has a doubt that his dad exists or anything. Um, but he still has faith in that relationship with his father. Um, and then we see later that, like, when Ian is talking to Barley, he's like, what did you guys talk about and stuff? And, um, you know, one of the things is just that, like, Barley's like, like, hey, dad wanted me to make sure that, you know, I love you. <laughs> um, you want to make sure he knew he was proud of who was, you were. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I was actually going to say, like, mm -hmm. after you get, they get over the bridge, mm -hmm. what we were talking about before where he, or Barley's like, it's the least obvious path. It actually is true. Yeah. Because they get to the other side of the bridge and they notice, oh, there's this raven pointing and that's, yeah. the, that's the clue they got. That's the clue. Earlier. And it's like, oh... And so they start following the ravens. Barley is like, that is clearly a dumb rule. Like, clearly. Yeah. Just because a, a path is a little easy doesn't mean it's the wrong one. No. But it's true in this circumstance, and his faith is not unfounded. It ended yeah. up being incredibly helpful and true that right. they went on this path. Right. Um, and so, like, Barley's belief is confirmed and he gets to like teach his brother about and his brother gets to be a better person mm -hmm. because of his faith. Yeah. Uh, you got to you got to go to this proposal <laughs> soon. Well, I mean, so uh, how, how long do you got, dude? Uh <laughs> I guess I'll just bust this out really fast. I mean, at the same time, I mean, because of that, I mean, I can I can come back another day. What's today? Today Saturday? Yeah. Today Saturday. I mean, I can come back Monday morning or something. Or no, no, no. No, I can bust this out under 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay, right, so uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Let's go. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame! Anyway. <laughs> you good? Yeah, no, just, just hit me with it. Hit me with it. Okay, so uh, Frollo. Sucks! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, uh, I don't like him. So basically, Frollo, he doesn't mm -hmm. treat Quasimodo well at all, who is the hunchback. Mm -hmm. His name is Quasimodo, not hunchback. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was his name for a long time. Really? I, I didn't watch the movie, really. And I was like, oh, oh. that's the hunchback. And I, I just assumed <laughs> the, he did. The titular. <laughs> I just assumed he didn't have a name. But he doesn't quite treat Quasimodo. Quasimodo. <laughs> Well, at all. Mm -hmm. Frollo bases pretty much his whole life and morality on social understanding mm -hmm. and his initial initial gut reactions to things, mm -hmm. to either people or their actions or anything. It's just, well, that made me feel a certain way, and if it didn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel, then it's wrong. Is just his whole life. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very dumb way to look at the world, honestly, but yeah. it's very obviously what it exactly what we end up doing as people <laughs> but um he sees the gypsies mm -hmm. he doesn't like them he mm -hmm. sees quasimodo he doesn't like him he sees Esmeralda. esmeralda he likes her and that just like all those base assumptions guide his whole all of his actions throughout the rest of the movie mm -hmm. i don't like the gypsies i don't like quasimodo's looks so I, I do like Esmeralda. She is a gypsy. <laughs> exactly. Like, she... I am not... Not a fan. <laughs> Still going to burn her. <laughs> Unless... 
Unless she burns me. Anyway. Tell me more about Esmeralda. Anyway, so that's just basically his whole life. Is he sees a thing, he either likes it or dislikes it, and that's it. Yeah. And that controls what he thinks of those people and what he views as right and wrong mm -hmm. and everything. But he is like a judge uh, in the move Disney movie. He's actually a priest in the original story. But Yeah. Anyway, so he claims to stand for the church and for God, um, but it's clearly not true the way he's treating people. Yeah. Uh, and he conflates God's will with his own personal desires. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, exactly what we were talking about, if Esmeralda won't be with him, she, he thinks she's going to hell. Yeah. Like, that's... Not getting what he wants is good enough reason for someone to go to hell in his brain. It's a little messed up. He's, he's not a good guy. Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> It's all, he conflates what God wants with his own desires. And he wants yeah. Esmeralda, and so if Esmeralda doesn't step in line with that, mm -hmm. uh, she's probably going to go to hell, because clearly God wants this too. Yeah. Right? I mean... <laughs> Even though I hate gypsies, I think God wants me to be with one. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Esmeralda <laughs> is way better at being a person than Frollo is. Uh, she doesn't judge anyone except by their actions. He, she sees Quasimodo. Mm -hmm. she, he's done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. She has mercy on him and, and doesn't judge him except by his actions. And his actions are protecting her and yeah. treating her well. I'd say it's pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her first instinct is to see the good in others and help them if she can. Yeah. Uh, Quasimodo is very similar to us in this in this idea where we have these different influences on our lives yeah we personally have the gut reaction that we just see something if we don't like it we assume it's wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> we, that's very obvious in all of our lives where if we just don't like something we just attack it uh if we like something we just feel entitled to it regardless of any reason the end <laughs> yeah uh but even outside of ourselves we have we experience a lot of people in the church and outside of the church that are much like furlough who function underneath that understanding of the world yeah uh and we also have god and like the true church who is acting much like esmeralda where just loving each other and not basing their judgment on gut reaction and feeling but on the word of god and mm. what is true and good um, so that's great. <laughs> uh, so we see that the influence of Frollo puts Quasimodo to shame, but the interaction with Esmeralda and later even Phoebus shows... Phoebus. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebus. Um, shows Quasimodo that he has potential to be good and do more than just be the monster that Frollo thinks he is. Hmm. Uh, through these people, Quasimodo is able to see what is he what is meant to be seen from God uh, and that he should not be ashamed of himself. Amen. Um, so Romans 10, 11, or 10, 10, and 11, for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. So I just bring that up to say like Quasimodo, when he's in the right belief, it, when he's allowing good to influence his thinking he's not put to shame but where selfishness and 
personal desire shaping his thinking when furlough isn't shaping his ideas he is ashamed of who he is um and that there you go, uh, there you go. <laughs> to, to bolster my <laughs> my metaphor and uh, hunchback <laughs> anyway and then i also have john thirteen thirty five. Uh, by this, all the people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's Jesus talking to his disciples. Um, but anyway, because of the people around him's love for one another, because of Phoebus and the Gypsies and Esmeralda loving each other well and loving specifically Quasimodo much better than Frollo does, <laughs> he's able to see that this is the way he's meant to leave and live sorry and indeed is the way that god would have us all live and because of this um he can see through furlough's false claims about god and himself and grow beyond just rules that are justified by gut reaction and social norms so (laughs) i'm really trying to get this done real quick uh so the whole idea is just that because when god and the proper true church is able to shine through and show mm-hmm. us love and show and cast judgment, not just based on what we feel, but yeah. because of like what God says is right and wrong. Yeah. When those things are allowed to shine through, through our gut reactions, through other people's gut reactions and social norms and all those things, we can escape from the shame. Uh, we can grow beyond those and we can start to reenact that in our lives and imitate God uh, as Paul does <laughs> and, and and show the love that God has and understand ourselves in that way. And I don't think it's unfounded to find Christian themes in the Hunchback of Notre Dame because it takes place you, you, in a I church. Say, you, you seem pretty on base for that. Yeah. Anyway, did you have anything to add real quick? About no, 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 nothing to add. Really I was fast. Gonna, I, was gonna say, I got through it. <laughs> you did, you did. I was going to say, nothing really to add. I was going to say, honestly, I feel like you could use this talk for more for just a lot more things than just Christianity, yeah. you know? Um, but, I mean, as far as God is concerned, no. <laughs> I don't. As far as God is concerned, like, this is uh, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much else to add, so. So there you go. Um, if you want to contact us about uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Onward. Onward. And uh, Hunchback, or you have your own idea, or whatever you want to say to us, you can contact us at OCVEPod on Facebook and Twitter, and OCVEPod at gmail.com and OCVEPod.com. Thanks for being here, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 See you. Love you.